short and brief because I understand the children's ministry have some things that they want to do. And I don't want to cut in the life of the, 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 the next generation of this church. Yeah, because we, we are just passing through. Some of us, we are getting old. Huh? Yeah. Maybe you don't see it because it's the grace of God that makes us look good. Hallelujah. Oh, you didn't smile. Smile small. Yeah, if you're upset, stop being upset. You were in God's house, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, some of us, we are passing for them. But there's another generation coming. And we have to prepare them and make a way for them. You know, I was amazed that last two weeks or three weeks, the kids decided to do a big sale. Because they want to buy a church building for the church. Right? I want to thank you all for your faithfulness. Their children raised 500 and some change. You see, when you have members like that, when you have church, <laughs> oh, when you have church members like that, you know you are good. Amen. That's why me, I pay attention to them more. So if I'm not paying attention to you, it's not that I don't love you. I love you. But there is another level of love <laughs> that I have for those people. Hey, 500. And I said, you know, honey, I told my daughters, I said, you know, if you can't, like, keep this up on the daily Sundays, <laughs> oh, God will make a way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I realized that if I allow them to do it, I will still have work to do. And my wife will also not set me free. So I'll be in trouble. So I said, just, just let the Spirit lead you. Amen. Amen. But I'm excited to be here because today I want to, I, I, you know, as you know, most of you know that I'm a, I'm a teacher of God's gospel. But today I just want to just encourage you with God's word. As we are really in the season of Christmas, I want us to really look at some key things about this season. And sometimes I think there are some things that, you know, the Lord, you know, reveals to us in this time for a reason. And um, I thank God for his grace and his mercy. Amen. That we are here today. Amen. I am, I am also very extremely excited in my spirit. Because today I see some people here that I am beyond pleased with what God has done in our life. Hallelujah. Because the Lord that we serve in this house is a faithful God. Did you, say, did you hear what I said? He's a faithful God. Today I am excited because you are here. I'm also excited because the Lord is here. Amen. But I'm also beyond excited because a woman of God is in our mix. Amen. And this woman indeed is a living testimony. When we, call, when we talk about miracle worker, he, she is a testimony of God's miracle. Amen. So I want to make sure that God de de receives every praise. Amen. As I want to just acknowledge the presence of our own dear mama who is in the house, Mama Oya Jempo, may the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for being here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In due time, our mom will give her testimony. In due time. But she is indeed a blessing to us. Amen. And I hope you know that you are in a house that is full of blessings. Amen. And today too, the Lord has also brought to us, I didn't realize this person was coming, but the Lord made a way where there seemed to be no way. Hallelujah. You, listen, man, if you, are, if you go through pregnancy, it is the mercy of God and the grace of God. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, in our field of medicine, 
the number of people that go through pregnancy and yet do not come out surviving or even their children. I'll tell you that out of every, I think the statistic, I may be quoting this wrong. I actually taught this a couple of weeks ago, but I forgot the statistics. But it's like out of every one, every one out of every eight hours, a pregnant woman dies out of her pregnancy. Across the world. So today we are blessed Amen. that the mother of the twins Amen. is in the house. Amen. Our sister Nelly. God bless you for being here. Amen. Amen. He is faithful. I want us to take our scriptures to the book of the gospel of Luke chapter 1 verses 5 to 20. 5 to 20. It is a long passage, but I will, I will do my best to read it quickly so that we can, we can understand what the Lord wants to teach us today. Like I said, because of time, for the sake of the kids. Amen. The Bible says that there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, and a certain priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, Walking in all the commandments and the ordinance of the Lord blameless of the Lord blameless, but they had no child. Say, but they had no child. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me continue to read. Because Elizabeth was buried, and they were both well advanced in age. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God. In the order of this division, in his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside as the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zachariah saw him, he was troubled, and well, and fear, wept. fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zachariah, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will, be, he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also be before him, which is Christ, in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am old, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, whom stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you, and bring you these glad tidings. I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you, and bring you these 
glad tidings. Amen. Father, thank you for the reading of your word. I pray you shall nourish us with your spirit and in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This morning I want to speak to you about the message that I've 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 entitled, The Lord Has Heard. Say, The Lord Has Heard. Now, it is for you to be able to understand this passage, you need to really understand the historical, you know, things about this, before this passage. Because if you don't understand the historical, you know, things that happened before this passage, you will read it just as any scripture, and you will not understand how, how necessary it is that this scripture came into being. Hear me, what we realize is that after the book of Malachi was written, we come to understand by historians that for 400 years, there was silence whereby God was not speaking or revealing anything to man. 400 years of silence. You You didn't get me here. 400 years of silence. Before the coming of Jesus. If you can think back. How long, how far 400 years is. Where God has become silent. Then you realize. What was happening within those times. But at a certain time came. In the midst of that 400 years. That the Lord started to tell us about a man and his wife called Zechariah and Elizabeth. Did you get me here? The word, the name Zechariah means Yahweh has remembered me again. Yahweh or God has remembered me again. Now, the Bible says in this scripture that we read that there was a certain priest, his name was Zechariah. And the time came that the Bible started to talk about the character of this man. Are you hearing me, church? The Bible says that he was a righteous man before God. Hmm? He was what? Righteous before God. Meaning that he had been able to uphold the biggest and greatest position that everyone should seek after. You didn't get me. Maybe you don't know what righteousness is. You see, you could not have made yourself righteous. It took Jesus Christ coming to die for you to become righteous. And God was saying here that he and his wife were righteous. Meaning that they, in their heart, did all that they can to obey God's word. And it was pleasing before God. The Bible says the scepter of the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness. The scepter means the authority of every kingdom in heaven is what? Righteousness. So God calls this man and this woman, they were what? Righteous. Hmm? Am I preaching to somebody here? Yeah. Yeah. He also said that they walked in all the commandments of God. They what? They walk in all the commandments of God. 
I want you to put a check box to these three points I'm making. Because I want you to analyze yourself a little bit in the scriptures. If you check these boxes. Righteous. Walk in all the commandments. And the third point, he says that they were what? Blameless. Am I speaking to the church here? Means that Zachariah and his wife, they had really done everything that they, have, they should have done. That when, 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 they, they, when they came to their life, they should not have experienced what is called a need. But the Bible talks about the fact that they were righteous. They obeyed the commandments. They were blameless before God. But, 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 they did not have a child. You see, sometimes, if you look at your life, you can, you can check all the boxes. But there is always, there is sometimes, there's always a but. Sometimes in your life as a Christian, there will always be a but. There will always be a need. And I believe very well that him and his wife, because they served in the priesthood calling, handled the need as they should have handled it. Let's go to verses 13. If somebody that can read it loud. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 13. Uh-huh. Says, but the angel said to him. The angel said to him. Do not be afraid, Zachariah. Do not be afraid. For your prayer is heard. Your prayer is what? Heard. Your prayer is what? Heard. Your prayer is what? Heard. But the prayer is heard. All these years of their life, when they should have been able to have a child, that prayer did not manifest. And I can think that Zachariah had come to the very place and concluded that as for this prayer, I have prayed all right, but I have come to understand it is not meant for me to receive an answer. And maybe that is the situation you may be going through in your life. Maybe you have come to settle with the, a decision of your own understanding. Maybe you have come to conclude that this is the end of the matter. It doesn't matter how much I have prayed. This is the end of the matter. But I came to announce to somebody that there was a visitation. Maybe this year, whatever you have gone through, you have prayed and prayed, and you are not seeing the answer yet. But at the appointed time of God, it says that, Zachariah, your prayer has been answered. I don't know what you have been asking God for. But I came to announce to someone that remember that it is prayer that becomes the solution of what you are in need of. 
I repeat it. It takes prayer for you to experience the solution that you are in need of. But I believe that the time had come that they have forgotten about that prayer. And sometimes that may be where you are this very moment. That some things you have forgotten to stop praying about. You have concluded that I don't need to keep praying about this any longer. But I came to announce to someone, the Lord has heard. You didn't get to me, church. The Lord has heard. Meaning that God, even though in the 400 years of silence, still hears the prayers of his people. You didn't get to me. In 400 years where there was no prophetic word, yes, was to hearing the prayers of Zechariah. So when you think that God is silent, he is not silent because he still speaks. He still hears. Am I preaching to a church here? I read here that I, it is obvious that after years after years, they realized that that prayer was never going to manifest. Sometimes we walk through these experiences. 22, 2019, you may have gone through some experiences that you may think that God has stopped hearing my prayer. That God has ceased in answering my prayer. But I came to announce to you, the Lord has heard. I said the Lord has heard. I said the Lord has heard. Time was very clear that they were not capable of having a child. The Bible says they were advanced in years. They have come to the very place that it was not possible for them to have a child. I'm getting somewhere with this. Age had proved the impossibility. Age had proved them that it is impossible. Sometimes there are some things you are experiencing in your life that will tell you that it is not possible. But I came to announce to you that our God, he hears. The greatest gift of a child of God is the ability to pray. Because when you pray, your hearer, your creator hears you. He says that a thousand years is like a day. So stop trying to measure your life with the time that you live in now. But know that it is not too late for God. You may think that it is too late for God. But God does not move according to man's timing. He moves according to his timing. And in his timing, all things are made beautiful. But I want, to, I, want, I want to make sure that you don't lose sight of what I'm trying to get to understand here. That their prayer had an appointed time for it to manifest. Every prayer that you pray, this year, we declare it a year of prayer. I want you to know that every prayer you prayed has an appointed time. Amen. When you pray, God sets an appointed time for that prayer. 
to be manifested. Why is that? Because the womb of Elizabeth had a demand to give birth to a child called John the Baptist. You are carrying demand from God. You are carrying demand from God. I don't know what you think you are going through that it seems impossible. But I came to tell you that you are carrying a demand from God. And check this out. The thing is this. If Elizabeth's womb had remained shut because he had everything to do with Christ being born. If Elizabeth had given child too early, that womb could not have brought forth John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist, the prayer of Elizabeth and Zechariah, was the prayer for the birth of John the Baptist. But the destiny of John the Baptist was connected to Jesus. The answer to your prayer has to be connected to God's glory. The reason why sometimes you are not seeing it is because it needs to fit the appointed time of the glory of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as you keep complaining, I came to tell you, be rest, rest, as the man of God said last week. Rest, because it's not about complaining. Know that the answer to your prayer, it is tied to what God has destined. See, 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 see. You see, our God, he said in his word, I share my glory with no other. And because God has not shared his glory with no other, the answer is part of what? Can I get a church here? Please, be on the revelation with me. The same tune. The same radar. The same radar. The answer is connected to what? The answer is connected to what? The answer is connected to what? So if the answer is connected to the glory of God, then the, the timing of that answer, of your prayer, has to be manifested in the timing of God's glory. Mm. Am I saying something to somebody here? So 2019, maybe you did not see the things you want to see. But I came to encourage you today. The Lord has heard. I wish you would run with this word. I wish you would run with this word. That the Lord has heard. The Bible says in Isaiah that these gods, these gods, they have ears but they don't hear. They have mouth, they can't speak. They have nose, they can't smell. They have eyes, but they cannot see. But the God that we serve, the God that we have come to believe in, the God that I have come to know, he is the hearer to my prayer. He is the hearer to my prayer. Sometimes all the books can check right. But even when it checks right, and you are still not getting the answers, you don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop praising him. You don't stop worshiping him. Because Zachariah and his wife could have said, we have done everything well. Why do we have to even still keep serving this God? Why do I still have to keep worshiping this God? But God knew their heart. God knew what he had destined in them. So he kept Elizabeth's womb shut. He said, no matter what Elizabeth you do, this womb is secure for me. You see, God has you in his palm. You are a child of the Most High God. You are a plan of God. 
You did not come by accident, but you came because God, who knew all things, created you. God created you. I'm coming to a close here. But in every need, in every crisis, there is a demand for it to go through a process. And that process of waiting is a pro or a process of trusting because it is connected to God's glory. I want to teach you how this relates to man. Maybe you may think that Zachariah and his wife were long ago. But go to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, chapter 8, chapter 1, verses 8 to 9. Quickly. You can do the NIV version for me. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 to 11. Can I read it for me? Uh-huh. For we do not want you to be ignorant. This is Apostle Paul speaking. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, uh -huh. of our trouble which came to us in Asia. Of our what? Trouble. Uh-huh. That we were burnt beyond measure. We were what? Burnt beyond measure. Burdened beyond measure. Okay. Above strength. Uh-huh. So that we despised everything of life. Stop that. Apostle Paul was saying here, they had gone through a certain measure of trouble. Enough to the point that they wish they were not alive any longer. I wish I had a church that understood this. Sometimes you can go through a measure of trouble that you wish you were gone. He wished they were not alive any longer. But let me tell you the solution. Keep going. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. We had the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises we should not trust in ourselves, but in who? God. God. The process has to cause you to trust in God. Some of you, the reason why the trouble may seem like it is too big is because you keep trusting in yourself. You keep trusting that it is through you and by you and with you that it can come to pass. But Apostle Paul was telling us that in the mix whereby he even despised his life, he realized that whatever process he was going through was to cause him to trust in God. Trust in God. And keep going, man of God. Who delivered us from so great a death? Uh -huh. He does deliver us. In whom we trust that he will start deliver us. You also help it together in prayer for us that things may be given by many on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. Verse 4. For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we, we, we conduct ourselves in the world in simplicity. Stop. Amen. Amen. Let your hardship cause you to trust God. Let your challenges, let your pain, let your affliction cause you to trust God. My brothers and sisters, you have gone through this whole year. You did not pay for the air that you breathed. You did not pay for the food that you ate. Because some way, somehow, God made a way. You went from one destination to the next destination. 
You went to places that you did not even know what would show up. You came into this year without not knowing the fullness of how this year would look like. But some way, somehow, God has brought you to this very point. I came to announce to you, the Lord has heard your prayer. And you got to keep trusting in God. Stop trusting in yourself. Because yourself will fail you. Once yourself will put you down. But when you trust in God, your ability of trusting in God is taking God by his word. Sometimes we take God's word and we, then we try to see which one we like and which one we don't like. But trust God does not mean trust when you want to trust. But trust God at all times. You need to end this year 2019 with a measure of trust behind you. Amen. Say, God, I'm trusting you to the very end. Amen. You need to enter into the year 2020 Amen. with a sound of rejoicing because your trust in God has made you well. Amen. I want to end with these things that I want to say. That as we celebrate the season of our Lord Jesus' birth, remember that his life on this earth gives us the assurance that the Lord hears and has heard our prayer. <laughs> you didn't get me. The fact that Jesus Christ was born, revealed on earth, gives me the encouragement and the confidence that God hears my prayer. He said, nobody goes through the Father except through me. Whatever you pray in my name, he says what? I will answer. I want to make assurance of these four points. God hears our prayers. Don't be a child of God that undermines the need of prayer. Let prayer be part of the package of your life. If you see yourself complaining more, you see that your prayers are not working. Because the more you pray, the more you complain, the more the less time you have for prayers. There's only 24 hours. It cannot increase, cannot decrease. So if you are spending all your time to complain, then your time that you have left in praying is small. Am I teaching you something here? The second point. God will see to his word to come to pass. Isaiah 55 verses 11. He says, so it is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but, my, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. If the word of the Lord says that you are healed, then you are surely healed. The life of a believer is exercised through prayer. And the last thing, the prayer of the righteous is not conditioned to aspiration. Can I repeat that? 
The prayer of a righteous is not conditioned to expiration. Whenever you buy something that has an expiration date, it means that there is an end to it. But the prayer of the righteous does not expire. Because even as old as they were, God still remembered their prayers. You may think that everybody is passing you by, but God still remembers your prayers. There is no expiration to the prayer of the righteous. So the Bible says that the prayer of the righteous avails much because it is not dependent on when things will work out. But even outside of the time of man, the prayer can still work. The prayer can still what? Work. When the condition does not seem right, the prayer still works. Church, the Lord has dealt well with us. And today, as the next few days, we'll be entering into celebrating Christmas. You'll be doing it with your families and your friends and your loved ones. Remember that Jesus Christ, his presence here, had everything to do with John the Baptist. Whatever you are asking God of, whatever you are in need of, it is connected to God's glory. Can you trust God enough that he hears your prayer? May you rise on your feet.